Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And we're going to be talking about Takembe Matumbo more on this episode than I thought we would. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Um, you know, going into listening to this record, uh, there are some shout outs on some of these songs that I was not expecting. <laughs> and Takembe Matumbo. Uh, <laughs> was was one of them, but oh, let's yeah. not get too far ahead of ourselves. No, um, John, it's nice to see you. You too, man. We took last week off because yes. I was moving because <laughs> I bought a house. Beow, 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 beow. I didn't have the horn ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There we go. Thank you. There it is. Thanks. Um, yeah, it, it was a... It's been a year. Yeah, it's been... It's been... It's been one, six months since my luck fell apart. And... Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't... <laughs> We'll get in. We'll get into. We'll get into Enneagram later yes, in, yes. in the post in the post game. So, in my my four tendencies. But no, I I was coming up on. I was thinking about my the end of my lease, and I was thinking like, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay in this place? What do I want to do? What's my next step in life? And I just sort of started thinking more seriously about maybe it's time for me to think about buying my own place and something I've, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And, and it all kind of moved along rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I started looking for places and very quickly found a place that I liked. And it was the very first house I made an offer on and it was accepted. So, I think within Minneapolis and St. Paul, that is sort of insane because at the housing market and uh, people are still, even during a pandemic, people are still buying like crazy up here. Mm-hmm. And so it's very competitive. So the fact that I was able to snag this place uh, is kind of remarkable. So yeah, man. things are turning around the rest of this year. Smooth yep. sailing. Smooth sailing. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> definitely not going to postpone the election because we're definitely not living in some sort of authoritarian fascist L-scape. sort of hellscape <laughs> right now. But let's just, let's, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do, John? Uh, I'm, I'm going to drink. Got there? Yeah. I'm going to drink some of St. Paul's finest. We're talking, we're talking some black stack well, brewing. Maybe second and, finest. We all know what St. Paul's finest is. Oh, yes. Uh, we're talking about hammies. One of those hammies, talking baby. About, yeah. Talking about that delicious, crispy lager. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, I'm drinking a PM. It's a double dry hopped, double IPA. Cool. I like that label. Yeah, Black Sec, Black Sec, their their logo is pretty is pretty dope. Kind of some so. uh, some vaporwave vibes there. Mm. I got a me... uh, got an off color brewing uh, Chicago okay. beer uh, beer for tacos. Um, I have no tacos in front of me, sadly, um, but it's a uh, Gosa. So it's a sour. It's probably not your vibe, but it's got um, lime juice and salt added. It's a delightful. That's that is that's your crack it. There it is. There All go. right, mm. do it. <laughs> do it. Did you do it? <laughs> What's that? Did you do it? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't as uh, satisfying to my ears. No, no I. Uh, well, I made kind of a kind of a mess over here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I've been off. As some people might know, I've been off beer. Right. Uh, I'm making. I am making a mess. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's these you big know, ass. You know, Dikembe Mutombo when it comes to your. your <laughs> no, no one. I'm. I am. <laughs> I am not the. I am right now. I am not the Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> of pouring beers. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I've been off beer for, um, almost a month and a half, but I've this last weekend, uh, my brother on my closing day, he, he bought me some black stack stuff and these two black stack glasses as a way of like sort of celebrating and marking this new moment. And so I've had, I had a, you know, a, a beer with him this last weekend and, Nice. Um, had, had a couple, and he also came over another day and helped me do some work around the, the house. And so we had a, I had a hammies with him as well. So, but this is, this is my first beer since then. And I wanted to sort of celebrate again, celebrate with you, talk to you and, and yeah. do the pod and haven't had a beer on the pod in, in a minute. So it's been a while. It's been John to, uh, Cheers to the to, pod and to to new, new houses, starts and new a, horizons. Yeah, new uh, mm. new cheeses, cheeses collections. Ooh man, this this is a this is an eight point four percent. Hell yeah, baby! It's uh, it's gonna get me there. I don't know. We'll we'll see how yelly I get by the end of this episode. <laughs> That's the problem with the sours. This is only four point eight, so I'm half of what you're dealing Pussy. with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Sorry, I, I I'm getting I have I've had two sips of beer and I'm say, already getting super already aggressive. Yeah, no that that is. It, okay. <laughs> I think I think the worst I ever was was at the end of the <laughs> MXPX self-titled, and I was like I was like <laughs> yelling at you, like just yelling obscenities at you. I don't know. I was getting very aggressive. So uh, good times. Um, good good times. But John, it wouldn't be. Um, a, a new start to a new season, a second season, if you mm. will, of yeah. my life without some sort of a uh, fail. And today, um, I was like, you know what? Tomorrow's Friday. Trash and recycling is coming. Let me go take out my recycling, which I did. And uh, shortly after that, realized I had locked myself out oh, no. of my house. And I was like, oh, wait, 
I have a code on my back door. Let me just punch that in. Mm-hmm. And it unlocked, except the bottom lock on the, on the knob was oh, locked. Man. So I was like, shit. And so I went around to the front, and I already knew that the front door was locked because it's one of those like latch things where it just, it just sort of clicks in. And, oh. and I was like, and I tried in vain to find a window that I could open uh, to no success. And nobody has any keys that you know yet. Nope. I've oh, been man. in the, I've been in this place less than a week. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. And I should have given a key to my parents right. or Brian or somebody the first time they came over. Uh, I, the owner, all the owners left me a sack of keys. Okay. And, and so, um, I found a dude on the street walking his dog and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm locked out. Can I borrow your phone? And I called Brian and he didn't pick up. And, uh, uh, and then I, my neighbors weren't home, but then her kids, their, her kids showed up at one point and I said, I was like, Hey, uh, I'm Andrew. Just moved in. I'm your I'm your new neighbor. What's up, fifteen year old kids? Um, I'm locked out. Can I borrow your phone? And so I called my brother again. He didn't pick up. And then I called my my parents, and they reminded me that my brother is uh, out of town this weekend. So that uh. like that would not help. And so my parents came to my place, and ultimately, long story short. Um, some people might say, oh, you should have just called a locksmith. And I did. And the dude quoted um, just to show up was 40 bucks. Okay. And then depending on the lock, it could have been like another 80 or 80 to like $120. Yeah. And so I'm like, super cool. And, <laughs> but ultimately I ended up uh, this breaking a pane of glass in my front door Dang, to so punk rock. I know, man. I was just like, Get fuck this door. <laughs> <laughs> you poking ass should punk your way. Yeah, I did. Your home. I was, I, I was, I started skanking and I just, uh, my, my flailing arms punched open, punched open my door. Um, so probably no, a small I, window, uh, less money than this possible $200. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the reasoning that, we the conclusion that we came to that a small pane of glass is going to cost less than 120 to 160 dollars yeah and oh boy sorry man so i was but it was frustrating because i was standing on my porch i could hear my phone buzzing and vibrating on my coffee table i could look in my house and i could see my keys in the dish (laughs) right there like six feet from me mocking me and <laughs> i felt i felt so helpless yeah <laughs> it's like what so what do i do i just like i need to like destroy my own house right here <laughs> trying to trying to like punch in my own windows over it and like oh, and i was also just thinking at the same time like i live i also live on a very quiet street and <laughs> so i was like like nobody was walking by <laughs> nobody was around yeah. and my neighbors weren't home um, and I also had this realization, like, um, I did look rather unassuming because I was wearing like, a 
workout shorts, a t-shirt, and Crocs. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't judge my Crocs. Uh, I've had these, I had these like for, I've had them for like 12 years and they were originally like no slip work shoes when I worked at Whole Foods. Mm. So, um, but anyway, so I just like, I looked like the world and I was like unshowered. My hair was disgusting. I'm like, I look like the world's biggest, you know, piece of shit. Like, but I was also your phone. And they're like, oh, hey, little boy. Like, I just, <laughs> hey, little boy, can I see your phone? Are your parents home? I'm your um, new neighbor. <laughs> I'm your new neighbor. Just want, you want to come over to my basement for some candy? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, no, but anyway, I, I was like, I wonder, like, I'm, I'm like in broad daylight, very clearly trying to like yeah. open a window in my, in my house, like, and just thinking black Nothing people have been, yep, yep. yeah, black people have been killed for less. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> so like, <sighs> and like, I'm also brand new to the neighborhood, right, have right, met right. next to nobody. Yeah. And I'm like somebody who's like tr- trying to like forcefully enter this house. Um, but no, but no cops anyway, were called. No cops were called. And was it easy uh, enough to break or did you have to work at it? Well, we were trying to avoid breaking the, the window by prying, uh, prying up a piece of the, of the, the wood, the, the frame. Okay. And it just was not giving. And so we, in trying to do that and trying to not break the, uh, the pain, we ended up breaking it. So I was like, all right, fuck this glass. And you said, I'll um, break the glass. I'll <laughs> break it down. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I put on some suicide machines and <laughs> broke that shit. No, but it was also, I, I, uh, I, my, uh, I had music playing when I left to go to uh, take out the trash or take well, out the recycling. So well, my, my mute, my music was just cranked up. I was actually listening to listening to Logic, and and it was that just like bump, it was bumping. And I was like, I'm like, I was sitting on my porch, like, well, at least I can still hear my fucking music, I guess. So whatever. It could have been like you know Reese rapping or whatever from Cheeses, and, uh, <laughs> and maybe that your neighbors wouldn't have helped you at all. I mean, you said that like it's a bad thing. That's <laughs> true. Well, wow. oh, this this could be this could be a fascinating discussion. <laughs> this was um this was a pretty punk rock uh, punk rock day for you then, smashing into your house. Yeah, um, I mean it 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 felt very unpunk rock. I felt like such I felt really embarrassed and really stupid that I, you know, you've been living. I was your own I was life, I uh, closed I closed the door because I had the air on. I was trying to conserve you know energy, and I and I was like, going on. I have a lot, I had a lot going on. So I just wasted a couple hours, uh, putzing around, not being able to get into my house. It is like kind of a perfect welcome to home ownership. Cause it's just like, Hey, there, there are great things about this. Remember like being able to call like a landlord or a super Well, those days are done. You are on your own <laughs> yeah. buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. I could have in, in, you know, just a couple weeks ago could have just been like, Hey, um, Justin, uh, can I get into my place? And now it's like, just like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just put on the brass knuckles and like, fuck this door. <laughs> uh, this get is a pair of Crocs. <laughs> this... will got to send you to hell. <laughs> yeah. 
Crocs on. Crocs on my feet. Crocs on, on my street. <laughs> Whatever. So, so I was on the ground and I'm crocking down the street. <laughs> Two, three, four. I think there's something there. <laughs> don't don't want no Dr. Martins. Don't want some, no Birkin Crocs. Just want some rubber shoes with holes in them. Uh, anyway. Yeah, well, this is a, well, this is a long uh, intro. <laughs> yeah, get out of suicide machines if you want uh if you want to change the van song to the croc song. Um or Birkenstocks if you want if you want to create your own line of Birkencrocs, you know. We, old crocs. Anyway. Okay. Um anyway, so that was that was my day. It's been my last week. Yeah. Um glad John. You're, glad you're okay. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. I have no no such exciting stories. But, All right, fuck um, you. We're moving on then. Yep, yep. That's fair <laughs> enough. Um, no, you do get to hear uh, from my wife in today's uh, post game, though. <laughs> what? We're talking that uh, that Enneagram, baby. Yeah, baby. So, if you're interested in the Enneagram or you want to learn more, or you know about it and you want to hear us talk about it for a little bit, you can do that over at uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And... Andrew, as long as we're talking about the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, John, tell me tell me about that Patreon. <laughs> we got a new Patreon punk to welcome here. We oh got, yeah, who uh, who we talk who we talking? I'm <laughs> down. Uh, <laughs> got, I've had I've had six sips of beer, John. I will not calm down. You do not tell me to calm down. No one right, tells sorry. me to calm no one puts Andrew in a corner. Don't don't smash my windows, okay? <laughs> Leave your crocs out of this. Um, <laughs> we are welcoming uh, Michael Pollock, our latest Patreon punk. <laughs> Michael Double <Lewis>. air horns. <laughs> that's right. That's that's the kind of treatment you get around here when you join our Patreon. Uh, Michael was uh, one of the folks who sent in a picture of their five iron tattoo that we shared on social um, that people seem to really be enjoying. Uh, so thanks for that. Yeah, Michael. we got a... We got a lot of we got a good response yeah. from those picks. Yeah, people are into it. Yeah, Danny Stairs was pissed that we didn't wait for him to get his five iron tattoo at some uh, unannounced future time. It's like, bro, I'm sorry, but uh, if you don't, I mean, these other people seem to like five iron a lot more than you. They already have the tattoos, so mm, sounds like kind of like fired. a sounds like a hashtag fake fan. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny JK. Stairs. I'm just kidding. He, uh, Danny Stairs, did get a tattoo recently, though a beautiful tribute to his children. So he yeah, is cool. off off the hook for not getting a five hundred tattoo because this is objectively a better and more meaningful <laughs> tattoo than. <laughs> Ben has got a battle the, dancing the, unicorn. He's gonna have a so. he is gonna have a battle dancing unicorn tattoo. So, um, but John, you know, speaking of uh, folks who um, are you know supporting us and <laughs> listening to the pod, um, we we in our last episode we didn't get to um, we didn't get to some voicemails and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to shout out, uh, we got a really nice email from, uh, our boy Lee Clements from Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. I know how to say words <laughs> and he wrote us a really long, nice email, um, 
talking about how uh, formative and important Five Iron was to him and how he was a pretentious music kid in middle school and mm. for a long time talked about how lyrics didn't matter and it was all about the music. And But it was Five Iron that he said opened his eyes to how stupid that sentiment is. <laughs> and this sort of goes against... Uh, what we heard, we what we heard from Reese, and also what we heard from Scott. This sort of like, I don't know, Reese sort of downplaying the importance of his lyrics, or maybe people, maybe Scott also didn't realize the importance of lyrics for a little while, and until, I mean, it, in Lee's experience, the um, Five Iron, it was what the bands that caused him to shift in that thinking about. Mm-hmm lyrics being important part of the music experience and um and reese you know and scott hearing from us about how important i I just feel like five iron this 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 uh experience seems to be uh, echoed by so many fans and so many people that we've heard from that the lyrics and and the um, the literary references and uh, and like the sort of the emotional elements uh, that that people connected to it's just it's yeah uh, it's profound for a lot of people and sure. um, uh, Lee also mentions he's a bass player and he shouts yeah, out he shouts out our boy. Uh, Andy Verdecchio, and he said, uh, dude is a monster drummer, monster Mm -hmm. in all caps. (laughs) And he said, uh, as a bass player, there's nothing I could do that would pay more respect than to play with someone, uh, to engage with them on that level is an honor and a privilege. And so like, you know, people like the bass player and the drummer are simpatico. They are connected and... Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he's just, um, you know, respect where, you know, uh, respect is due and, and we love to shout out our boy Andy That's right. and, uh, he is a beast. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out our boy Lee. He, uh, um, you know, he's, he's, he seems like a really good dude. So I just wanted to shout out that voicemail. Thanks. Lee. And so Email. I just want yeah. Right. Not voicemail. <laughs> email. Email. Did I say voicemail? You did, but uh, thanks, Lee. <laughs> it's a lead yeah. mail. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, we will so take. He always calls it when he sends one. Didn't you get my lead <laughs> yeah. mail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving along, do we have any <laughs> voicemails? We, uh, we got some voicemails over here. Yeah, we. <laughs> Bro. Uh, we, we, we're punching. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, uh, it's, we, we were off last week, bro, bro, we, bro, I'm punchy. You punched in your window. I punched, I punched that fucking door, bro. The, the door's like, are you trying to get in? And I'm like, yeah, bro. The door's like, I don't think so, bro. And I'm like, whoa, bro, I'm coming in, bro. Try and stop me, bro. Oh man, Andrew was uh, winding up his his fist. 
<laughs> yeah, I got my it's I got beautiful. my windmill. Just oh yeah, oh bro, oh bro, you don't even know, bro. Oh, I don't man. I don't know I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what this impression is. I like it. It's it's it's. I'm, I'm, I have so much energy from not doing an episode last week. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just feeling feeling good, having a beer, talking hey, man. talking to my bro. That was the combination right. of my two impressions. <laughs> I am going off the rails right now. All right, we got a we got a voicemail from our bro Brandon yeah. from PA talking about a couple other podcast bros. Mm. Hey guys, it's Brandon from PA calling. Um, I just wanted to call because I saw, I listened to um, the Scott and Scott, the uh, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott. I was wondering if you heard this. They did the, you mentioned the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they were going to be doing that. And they did it for one episode, and then they switched to Talking Heads, uh, which was quite surprising. Um, but I thought that was a good opportunity. I know that Five Iron is uh, is not going to last too much longer here, and you probably have something all set up for Season three, like mm. you probably got patio adrenaline or six pots, <laughs> none the richer. Right now. <laughs> but I think this is a good opportunity to uh, to uh, take it from Scott and Scott and start whatever you want. But then after one episode, bam, <laughs> cherry pot and daddies, the old Bluetooth fake out. Nine pots life. <laughs> That's um, a wonderful okay. voicemail. Thank you. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon from PA. I don't know. I guess we, I think we need to get him on the pod. This guy's yeah, got jokes. Crushing it. Um, um, so, yes, we – so I had mentioned to you that you were like, I don't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I could take it or leave it. And then they just called the Audible and they were like, fuck this. Yeah. And, we're, and they're just like all in. They made like shirts for Red Hot Chili Peppers that pod yeah. that they're going to do. And they're not doing it anymore. You texted so me a screen grab of their new logo and said, I think they've fully ditched the chili peppers and have moved on to talking heads. So yeah. like, you talking, uh, you talking, talking heads to my talking, my talking head. head, which is a better name and a much better band. I'm, I'm much more excited about this. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was great. I, they released their second episode uh, this week. So I can't wait. Um, so uh, six pods, none the richer. <laughs> I fully... We're definitely not do. We're definitely not doing patio adrenaline unless <laughs> unless we want to get our boy uh, uh, Kevin Max on to talk about his time with uh, with audio adrenaline. Hey, maybe. Got to get um, got him get him on the pod. But cherry pod. pod and daddies. <laughs> I fully support the idea of starting with one band and then pivoting. <laughs> <laughs> Rescrapping it, we should do yeah. one of these one of these bands that we've joked about, like only knowing one song of, like uh, like Cherry Pod and Daddy, Pop and Daddies, or um, <laughs> Weedus or something, and uh, <laughs> and then just uh, changing course. Uh, yeah, I mean, what like what do we what we at like a teenage pod bag? I don't I know. Think we <laughs> made that joke already. <laughs> Do we do because we, uh, we like I pulled Weedus out of nowhere that last episode and <laughs> made me so happy. Yeah, it's so st- so stupid. Your boyfriend's a dick. <laughs> um, so we yeah we haven't done enough sort of one off specials. I think we need to no. Do some we got to get the last the last one was the last one was it the last one the Michael W Smith episode? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we gotta and we gotta. Yeah, we have to. We have to do. I mean, we have to do a, a little, 
little different this season because of the side projects sort of are like right that, but, but we're looking for something that's totally out of left field this uh, this this season we've done significantly more interviews than we did in that's the first true. season so but less Def Leppard episodes so. <laughs> i mean which is a real so, thing yes Def Leppard and pods are pods forever are two of my favorite episodes that we've ever done yeah because they're they're so insane and um but i do think that the pods or pods forever has some excellent conversation um yes that that we had in the bar post post uh michael Libby smith show so, but yeah we gotta we're not seeing shows these days and right. yeah we gotta we gotta come up with we gotta come up with a one-off we do something uh, something's <laughs> i want something snappy um that's from that thing you do. Uh, rest assured, we are we got some stuff lined up for season three. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not ready ready to announce quite yet, but um, we got stuff brewing. Yeah, and we we've got some we got some things in the works. You know, I um I was talking to our boy Jason, mm. shadow producer, right. last night, and we have a camp with this idea. You know. Jason uh, runs a little little side hustle known as Unoriginal Vinyl. Crushing it these Cr- days. Crushing it these days. And I had a little conversation with him last night and uh, came, up with, came up with an idea. Mm-hmm. And, John, I wanted to run this by you on the pod. Haven't talked to you before this about it. We like to do business usually. That's how we. That's how we do business. Is uh, see, John and I have this persona that we're friends, but in reality, <laughs> we're we're mortal and en- mortal enemies. Uh-huh. <laughs> we it's just like we've cultivated a, a a persona, and we're just huge rivals and monsters right. to each other in reality. Um, no, so I was talking to Jason, and I think we have, I think we've struck a deal. We are going to press. Every episode of Magnified Pod to vinyl. <laughs> That's, it's the way it was it's, meant to be heard. It was the way it was meant to be heard. We are going to put Magnified Pod on 250 say. <laughs> records. How many would it's it o- It's only going to cost, it's only going to cost $1,000 to listen to the, to the box set of Magnified Pod. And I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to flip the records over like every every forty minutes, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be like eight records per episode. Um, it's gonna be so so satisfying when you hear the kind of like the warm sound and the crackles. Yeah. Um, it's really gonna yeah, bring I, out. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's. I think when people think about podcasts, I think vinyl is the way that it was originally meant to be experienced. I got sitting on your excited. couch. <laughs> about the idea of some sort of magpod special special vinyl seven inch or something we can come up with something we'll, no we'll, i think we'll I, I, I i i was laughing my ass off with him last <laughs> night joking about the absurdity of a podcast on vinyl it's like it doesn't it, there's no conceivable way that makes any sense but there's for some reason i would love to just do something that stupid and put and put 
one episode on vinyl <laughs> for no good. reason. For no reason. It would just it'd be impossible to do, but I just I'd love I would love the idea of a three hour podcast <laughs> on like six <laughs> on six records or something like that. So we could, dumb. We could do some of our best bits. It's a best of special <laughs> special release. Could do one of those hologram <laughs> records and it plays us like dancing when it spins. Yep. Yeah. We gotta yeah, get we gotta have some sort of like um really special intricate packaging. Mm-hmm. It's got um, like hams colored variants. It's, it's got it's got yeah, it's got the hams, uh the hams color. We gotta have um I don't know, I think having having like our some of our logos or some, something it'd be it would be i would at least like stuck. to see some some mock-ups of this people please whip up yeah. a photoshopped magpod vinyl <laughs> release and send it to us <laughs> yes um okay moving moving on uh we got uh bobby g we got a little uh, bobby g mm. over here mm. hey oh it's your boy robbie g uh, hey, Andrew, congratulations. You are a homeowner. Oh, shit. Uh, that's fantastic. I'm glad that Thanks. sentence ends in nur and not sexual. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God hates flex. Uh, that's a good song from the EP, which is a lot of fun. You guys were talking about that. Uh, to Astoria is a great song. I've got to agree with you there. Really loved the chat with Micah. It was really cool to hear, I don't know, just a lot from him, probably more than I ever have, ever. Uh, hmm. Got a good sense of his personality and the dynamic in the band. Uh, he seems like a really kind, level-headed dude, uh, a little more reserved probably than some of the other people in the band, which I'm sure helps balance things. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short for this week, but... Uh, Oh, also, thank you for uh, sharing a little spotlight on the whole Belmont Core Civic thing. These are weird times, but uh, I feel very inspired by the community of amazing people who are trying really hard to make the world a better place. So, Magpod for life! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you, Robert. Uh, I want everyone to shout that in the future. Yep. So, Bobby G, Robert Gay... um, it's actually he's congratulating me on becoming a homeowner. I want to say on the pod today, happy birthday to Robert Gay. Today is his birthday. Yes, all the air horns for Robert Gay. Uh, thank you for the congratulations. Uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, well done on your your work with uh, Belmont. That's great. Um, but speaking of, of Bobby G, he sent us a little something today. So mm-hmm. he, he sent us, uh, a cover that he did oh. of every new day Hey, that I think he did. He said he did with a band when I think when he was in school, maybe in college, uh, I haven't listened to this yet. Let's see. Uh, I, this is a Magpod Sclusi. That's right. A Robert Gay Every New Day debut. Every new birthday, more like. Oh shit. 
crowd was ready. Sounds a little wrong. assuming um probably correctly that that is him playing the horns well um, I, I, not him singing i don't know if it's it sounds I like his, his voice kind of i don't i i don't know if i got any clarity in the email robert let us uh, know you on that horn or you on them folks i mean he plays he plays he plays the horns he plays At first i thought maybe he was gonna do horn and then he like he was doing both, but that uh, you can't do that. Um, that would be that would be a little rough. That, you know, um, um, that was pretty good vocally. I think uh, whoever's doing it, not not a bad uh, not a bad Reese sub. No, the uh, the recording left something to be desired. It sounded like a. Uh, it sounded like the vocals were. The only thing that were that was being like That's true. Although it made me tracked um, into something. Uh uh rethink about what we've talked about a fair amount recently, which is man, those bass lines on those early records. Yep. Love those bass lines. Um can we fast forward a little bit to the uh to the big old climax and see how that sounds? Oh uh, man, John, you're always trying to rush to the climax. That's <laughs> we got just keep your the mountain up. is high. I waited in the world. Self, man versus machine, man versus the world, mankind versus me. The struggles go on, the wisdom I lack, the burdens keep piling up on my back. So hard to breathe, to take the next good. step. The mountain is high, I wait in the depths, yearning for grace and hoping for peace. Yeah. Oh, see. You gotta keep it up, the once again, Jesus Christ, light of the world, burning bright with me. All right, you got um, I mean, the octave is what uh, what does he in if you're not a Reese Roper? Yeah, and not everybody has has the Reese pipes. It ain't me, but can't do it. What? I can't do it. No, I, few can. Few, few are Reese Roper. Hey, he he contains multitudes. That is true. Thank um, you for sending that, Robert. 
Yeah, we appreciate it. Happy birthday to our dude. So, John, do you remember? Do you remember what I said last week on the pod about um, about voicemails? Um, you don't remember about oh, me? Keep them, <laughs> keep them short, or get the fuck out. I think is what you said. <laughs> uh, more, more or less. So, I just want to draw attention to the fact that Danny Leary left about eight minutes worth of voicemails. <laughs> That's on brand. Uh, that is very much on brand. Um, so, let's... <laughs> we are not... We love yeah, Danny Leary. We are... I'm not... We are not... This is not the Danny Leary show. I know he's All got right. a lot to say about the second coming of Jesus. He has a lot. He has some conspiracy theories. He has all <laughs> kinds of things. Um, but let's, we, Danny, bro, you have your own bro? podcast. <laughs> you got your own podcast, bro. bro. Bro, you're coming on our podcast talking about the second coming of Jesus. And we're like, bro. Oh, don't make me put my Crocs on, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro, I just punched out a window today, bro. I'll punch you out too, bro. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Hey, it's uh, Danny. I am calling really late in the week. And I was bugging you guys to find out when you would be recording Cheeses 2. And then I completely forgot to call. So I hope it's not too late. But uh, basically, I was calling to talk about my personal relationship with Cheeses, which is <laughs> pun completely intended, because I do have a personal relationship with this album. Um, in 2015, I was like, couldn't sleep one night. So I'm awake and I'm looking into Fire and Frenzy's store and I'm thinking like, oh, I want to get a Fire and Frenzy shirt just kind of on a whim. And I look and I look in the music section of their website and there is Cheeses 2. And it's 2015 and I've heard nothing about Cheeses 2. I mean, I know I followed their Twitter. I probably wasn't on their mailing list or anything. I'm like, this, there's a whole and Frenzy album out of nowhere and it confused the hell out of me because I hadn't heard anything about it. I was like, I just must be out of the loop. So there's no, there's nothing on the store website to like preview them. So I'm like, okay, well, let me see if it's on iTunes or something. It's not on iTunes. I'm like, let me check YouTube. It's not on YouTube. I'm like, well, let me look for like, maybe there was a press release or a news article for Cheeses too. Nothing. I'm like, what the hell is this album? So I'm like, well, I guess I just, and no one's talked about it. I can't find anyone else on the internet talking about cheeses too i do a google search with like boolean search for exactly cheeses too second coming of cheeses all that stuff nothing nobody's talked about it. the only place that exists on the internet is this one page where it's sold from and i'm like this is such a bizarre mystery how is there a new five iron frenzy album and nobody's talking about it so i just dropped the 10 15 or whatever it is i'm like oh i gotta get it and i download the zip file and there's almost no answers in that it's just the tracks and a high-res version of the artwork. And I'm like, this is so weird. So I started listening to it. And my assumption right then is like, oh, this is, they're talking, they're singing about certain fans. I realize this must be, at that point, I think it must be some Kickstarter songs and probably some more like messing around in the studio, like how what Kitty Doggy and the Godzilla song were. I'm like, this was probably just a couple of tracks that were, they did that were dumb when they recorded Engines and some Kickstarter songs. But it turns out, no, they were all 
Kickstarter songs. But again, there's no context for this. I'm just figuring this out on my own. At the time, I don't have any MXPX memes or anything. I'm not connected to any like community online to talk about this with people. So the only thing I can think to do to share what I've discovered with the world and nobody's talking about it is to add Cheeses 2 to Wikipedia. So I do that. I added Cheeses 2 to Wikipedia, and I knew there wasn't enough information about it to make its own page. So I go ahead and I just add it as a subset. Okay. Part one of four. <laughs> one, yeah, voicemail one of 97. So, um, yes, we, we, uh, we get it. <laughs> you're, you're denying yeah. him his service to the world? Of- no, no, no. Okay. Okay, fine. We, do you want to? Okay. I think we can All summarize. Right. <laughs> so Danny goes on to... I added it as a okay, subsection okay. of the regular Cheetahs Wikipedia. And a couple months later, I realized that that idea of, like, the only way I can spread the word about this album is Wikipedia, it works because then I see a Jesus Freak hideout review a couple of weeks or months later for Jesus 2 using all of the same language that I used in my Wikipedia Ooh. entry. So I'm like, they Scandal, discovered it Jesus on Wikipedia. So my that. idea was just like anyone who's just looking at Five Iron Friends' Wikipedia page will be like, what's this album? Jesus 2, I never heard of this. And then they'll go and they'll find it and they'll discover it. Um, there's one other point. So then, I, so then the next thing is like the thing I've already been bugging you guys about all week mm-hmm. in that I started to realize that a bunch of these are like stock songs, stock music from like Pond 5 or Free Play Music that they downloaded and just added lyrics to. Because on the Wikipedia entry that I created, if you look at the first song, Three Friends, all those descriptions of what the songs are, I wrote those except for Three Friends because I wrote that it was like a pop punk song. And then someone else went in and said, this is the iMovie song, whatever. It's like some stock music from like a, from an editing software, or DVD software. Someone else put that in there. So that was my first inkling that um, the stock music was being used for that. So I, um, someone's walking past me. So, um, all right, right. so <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. That is where where we are going to cut off Danny Leary. So yes, Danny Leary has been talking to us about how he has this conspiracy that a lot of these songs, or at least a portion of these songs, are sort of uh, just generic tracks that um, that Five Iron actually didn't write; that they just through lyrics over some pre-recorded license royalty-free tracks or something like that. It's like a 2.0 of the pants opera going over the pre, the pre tracks. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I don't know. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. I I looked, I looked at all of them. It is. He's correct. Um, with the exception of one of them, I'm not sure that he identified one of them as being stuck. I'm not sure about that, but um, at least a few of them for sure are, are existing unlicensed content. Okay. So you hear why don't we, first, folks. why don't we get, why don't we get to that uh, later yeah. when yes. we cover, when we cover the record? 
Danny um, has played a vital role in in the Second Coming of Jesus. Uh, yes, releasing so we appreciate we we appreciate your service uh, in this cheeses uh, your cheeses work. Um, <laughs> th- there are some details sorely missing from uh, the cheeses uh, discography, like. I don't, I like, we're going to, we're get, we'll have to get into this when we cover, when we cover the record, but just like, I was texting with Andy today, trying to get uh. a sense of like, like who wrote what, like, what did he write? Like, I was like, I was like guessing. I'm like, did you write this? Who, uh-huh. Cause there are some songs that are like clearly Scott's voice. Right. Right. And clearly sound like a Scott song. Right. And because they're like, they sound great. They're great. <laughs> they're great songs. <laughs> But like, but then there are other songs where I'm like, I'm like, bro. I'm like, Andy, is, is this you? Is this, you know? So, um, fascinating. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you. Thank you, Danny, for your service. Yes. Uh, we, we have a fascinating voicemail. Peter from Atlanta. Hey guys. Uh, Peter from Atlanta calling again. Uh, so you guys keep talking about North Park, and uh, my younger brother, Brian Ward, went to North Park, and so I reached out to him and asked if he knew you guys, and uh, he did, and his wife, Maria Eldy, who is now Maria Ward, uh, knows your your wives, and maybe they both do, but uh, or Andrew's uh, uh, ex-wife, uh, but uh, yeah, so I thought that was cool that they all know each other, and then... You guys were talking about uh, Chopping Mall. I'm still behind a couple <laughs> episodes. But uh, uh, talking about Chopping Mall and uh, the mall in Stranger Things. Well, the mall in Stranger Things is Gwinnett Place Mall, which is about 10 minutes from me. And that was like the big mall back in the uh, you know 80s and 90s where uh, Brian and I would go uh, to shop. Now it is pretty much... Uh, pretty much abandoned i mean there are there are still a handful of stores in there but it's 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 uh, it's a pretty sad state of affairs which is why they were able to go rent out a whole wing for it and uh and uh you know kind of rebrand it as a starcrest mall or whatever it was for stranger things so thought you guys might find that interesting magpie for life Bye. this Thanks, is man. <laughs> this is bananas to me. This is the this is like one of the first times that we've had. At least this is the first voicemail that we've had from somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, North Park. We we like yeah. Like, did you know Brian Ward? Yeah, we uh, Brian and I did a play together. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I was like, yeah, I t- <laughs> totally knew Brian. So this is this is like this is bonkers to me that uh it's it's all coming it's all coming full circle so um so peter thanks for thanks for the call also thanks for that insight about the about that mall and and chopping mall but yeah i i uh i'm i'm very interested to know how much longer the the mall will continue to be a thing I mean, I think here here in in Minnesota, obviously, Mall of America will continue to be a thing. But like, just your standard everyday mall, I 
I don't know. Do you, I, I have, when was, when was the last, John, when was the last <laughs> time you went to a mall to like casually go from store to store or like do anything other than just like, fuck, I got to go to old Navy. I need to like get in. I need to go to the gap and get myself like, or like what, like that, like, like, the mall was like an eight, such an eighties and nineties thing that yeah, it, I mean he like he said it's it's a there is it's sort of an abandoned concept. It's not as profitable as it used to be because uh, millennials are killing all the industries. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, millennials. Um, Thanks, yeah, Obama. <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, the only times that I can think of in the last, I don't know, five years have been exactly what you said. If I've had like a gift card to like a clothing store and I go yeah. just for that specific reason. Um, and to get out as fast as possible yeah, because exactly. it is it is depressing as hell. <laughs> because it's like you're, you're like walking past all the like massage kiosks and T-Mobile kiosks and you're yeah. just like, Ugh, don't please, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. I don't want to go to Lids. Just get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Lids. Um, yeah, I mean, we certainly grew up in the heyday for that and uh, it's something we've sort of bemoaned on the pod before because, you know, Goody got it. We had to Goody, go to- <laughs> Goody got it. I remember Randhurst Mall in Mount yep. Prospect. Uh-huh. That was... I mean, Randhurst still exists. It's it's mostly malls have mostly turned into larger department stores rather than like individual. It's like a it's like you got your TJ Maxx, you got your Bed Bath and Beyond, you got your maybe a department store, but the sort of like clusters of multiple stores within a a larger system. That that doesn't really exist anymore. But I remember at Randhurst. Oh my god, this this is gonna date me a lot. But like, obviously, I would go to the Christian bookstore. But I remember that there was a uh, there was a store in Randhurst that it was like a um, memorabilia store. Like, so you could go in there and get like uh, baseball cards and other sports uh, sports memor- <laughs> pogs. That was where I was going to. Oh shit! I love it. We it was they get bogs, bro. No, it was it was I was it was they it was a, uh, a there was a pog situation at this particular store in Randhurst. <laughs> it was a pog situation, it's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what's what's your pog situation? And no, I I went to this place and and would pick up, uh, pick up some pogs. So this was I was probably ten. Or eleven, and I'd be like, "Gotta go pick up some pogs." I'm like, "Jay, Don, gotta go pick up some pogs." <laughs> gotta get that slammer, bro. <laughs> gotta get that slammer, bro. Gotta, yeah. And then they banned pogs at my school. Oh, did they? And in fifth grade, because you know people get pissed because it's like you you lose you lose a pog because someone slammed your pogs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you slamming my pogs, bro? Is it? <laughs> This guy's pogs, bro. bro. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, like let's so bring. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring. Gonna bring it back. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody, somebody. Uh, you're, you, you, you fucking with me? Are you slamming my pogs over here? <laughs> this guy's slamming my pogs. Kid, guy's slamming my pogs. <laughs> just walks into my house, slamming my pogs over here. 
punches my door window, slams my Punch. pogs. <laughs> um, it breaks breaks my window, slams my pogs over here. Look at this guy. <laughs> we, uh, pogs are not banned <laughs> at my school, but slap bracelets were too dangerous. Oh shit. Um, what what would like what you get like a light a light sting on your wrist? I think somebody like cut themselves with it when it was in oh. its non uh, round oh. form. <laughs> like as in like when it was like when the when the the it was like the metal part rather than yeah, like yeah right because the metal would kind of yeah. poke through. <laughs> Yeah, 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 what yeah. a weird time i love how like before you know screens and stuff we were like check out these circular pieces of cardboard and there's metal inside this plastic bracelet like yeah yeah, yeah nowadays kids are like um like children are like sending each other pictures of their genitals and we're like no my pet my my paper milk carton lids no <laughs> I was sending pictures of my my slammer before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, before that's that. what that's what you, that's what you called your genitals. Hey, oh, yeah. John Potter, John Potter over here. Check out, boom! Check out my slammer, oh, bro. We are off the rails. Um, <laughs> no, I miss just going to. Well, as you said, I was spoiled growing up with the Mall of America. Yeah. I would go to an entire store in a mall that was devoted to comics and get some comics. I would. Hit up that orange Julius, give myself a smoothie. Oh shit! Go to the movie theater with sixteen screens to choose from. Uh, it was a it was a wonderful time to run around. Go to Camp Snoopy, hit those roller coasters. Um, but yeah, I I kind of missed that era, and uh, we actually heard from from Danny Leary, aforementioned about that too. That they live right by that mall, and also gave us some intel. So I want to visit the shopping mall one day. I yeah we we've talked about making um a pilgrimage yes. to a variety of places yeah um one of the, one of which is we got to make it down to Nashville hashtag Cashville yeah, hashtag Rocket Town we got to go hang out with our boy Smitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to make it out to California. We got to make it out to Denver. We gotta, we gotta take, we gotta take Magpot on the road, baby. That's right. Magpot 20, is coming. Twenty twenty one. Magpot is coming to your city. Ooh, Oof. Some vinyl. Oh man, we gotta get that. <laughs> we'll bring, we'll bring our two hundred and fifty vinyl <laughs> box set to your city. Just have thousand dollars in cash ready. That's right. Patre- Patreon, you'll get. You'll get 10% off, only, 90, <laughs> only $900 for our Patreon subscribers. Seems uh, very fair. Very reasonable. Uh, we got our boy, uh, we got our boy, Matt. Hey, guys, just want to let you know, um, well, first off, my name is Matt. I live in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Uh, I am a new listener to your podcast, a friend of mine um, that I used to go to a lot of Five Iron Frenzy shows with recommended it and i've enjoyed listening to you guys i've enjoyed the interviews with five iron frenzy okay whoa so i want to pause this for a second you got yeah. we we've got a friend recommending the yeah, pod that's right. dude that's what's up hey shout out to uh our new boy matt from mount vernon ohio and shout friends. out to shout out to his friend where what's a what's his friend's deal is this who's who's this who's this friend that's uh not calling into the pod too? All right, Matt, <laughs> let us know. Let us know this deal. 
but this is this is another this is another bonkers voicemail. It was really cool. I was listening to the episode about the rise and fall of Five Iron Frenzy, and you had referenced the North Park show that they played back in December of 2002. And I was at that show. I was actually working uh, for a radio station, Shine 89.7. They're affiliated with all of that Nazarene University, and I was there um, for them. And that just brought back a lot of memories, and uh, I just appreciate you guys um, bringing up that show. And I-, I couldn't believe that I was at a show you guys were talking about from, like, 18 years ago. But anyways, keep up the great work, and I uh, look forward to new podcasts. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, man. So, John, John, that was the show that you were doing security at, right? <laughs> That's right. And that was the show that I that – that, <laughs> that was the show I wasn't at because I was at a fucking Michael W. Smith Christmas show. Our boy. Uh, yeah, well, yes, now, but uh, the worst. So pissed. Um, dude, Matt, thank you so much. Two voicemails on this episode. Yeah, pretty wild. Talking about North Park and North Park connections. Yeah. So so bananas. Magpod um, uh, word is, is is strong. Yeah, the, the Magpod the Nation. Magpod Nation is strong. The Magpod uh, Magpod uh, we ble- we we bleed. I don't know. We bleed mayonnaise. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't, what do we bleed? Right. What do we bleed? Sticks, huh? We bleed mozzarella sticks. I don't know. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for these voicemails. Thank this you. This episode is already so off the rails. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling so punchy. I mean, this <laughs> beer, this <laughs> yeah, beer is making me, this beer is making me feel great. Um, you also haven't had a lot of beer, so it's hitting you with twice as much of its <laughs> high alcohol I mean, content. I'm, I'm already, I'm already loud as fuck in general. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, but like all if if you if you guys want to hear me being yelly as fuck just go back and listen to uh our episode with jason hockney zymet uh listen to any number of episodes where i drink beer <laughs> and i'm just loud as hell i think it's when we have whiskey together that you really get to uh, reach new levels um <laughs> that was quite loud even though you were very far away from the mic oh i'm um, sorry i will i will edit that out <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you you decide what's best. Um, I can't think of a better way to transition to our five today. Don't yes, to do it. <laughs> Let's cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that is staying. That is okay. staying in. Um, <laughs> all right, John. Let's. We're talking. We're talking. So the album came out. Uh, Engine came out in 2013, mm-hmm. but 2014 was when Cheeses dropped because right. it took a little time. Yeah, there's even even some references on the records. Like you waited waited a whole year, and this is what you get. This is this is what you paid for. Um, According to, so, to Danny Leary's uh, notes here in Wikipedia, <laughs> he says that at an unspecified date in 2014, another collection of rarities titled The Second Coming of Jesus was quiet released as a digital exclusive. So at some point hmm. in 2014, uh, Kickstarter backers got this, and uh, we're talking uh, 2014, doing our five for yeah. 2014 today. Yeah. So, John, what are we talking? What are we talking first? 
<laughs> let's let's talk, talk music. Uh, let's talk records. Oh, there are some there are some records. This is a good year for music. This is a good year for music. In I some haven't... ways, in some in, in terms of releases, hmm. we're gonna get we're gonna get to one of my fives. Ah. In, in terms of music, in sure, the sure. way 2014 was a disaster. But mm. let's talk records first. All right. Well, I happened to have my top five that I posted on Facebook at some point for that year, so that was helpful. Um, although I bumped off uh, one of them in favor of another uh, for for this list today. Um, reflecting back over these six years and recognizing its rightful place. But my five favorite records for that year, number one, Run the Jewels 2. Uh, on my list, bro. Nice. Still my favorite. It's on my list, bro. On my list, bro. Still my favorite RTJ record, bro. Oh, it's it's good. It's real good. Um, number two. Run, the, prefer- run them jewels fast. Run them run them jewels fast. When you run up the slow-mo. Um, <laughs> number two, Perfume Genius, Too Bright. Uh, do you know Perfume Genius? Have we talked about him on the pod? We've not talked about Perfume Genius on the pod. I'm familiar with the name Perfume Genius. I probably heard some of the jams. Yeah. This sounds like this sounds like a uh, John Potter band, and it doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like a me band. I don't know. I don't know. I think you might be into it. He's like a um, kind of a savant. He's like does a lot of stuff himself, although it's kind of a full band. But he he does a lot of sort of like ballads. He does a lot of big rock songs. He does kind of synthy songs, and this one encompasses all those things. So I'm a big fan. Um, Number three, FKA Twigs, LP1. You know FKA mm-hmm. Twigs? Yeah. I do, I do, I do. She is dope. I do, I do, I do, ooh. <laughs> do, 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 do. Still my favorite uh, album of hers. Uh, kind of cool. Oh, interesting. You didn't, you didn't. Did, was, I thought it was, was, it was, was on she my on? list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she last year. I like that record a lot, but I, I like the first album. Okay, more. okay, 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 okay. Um into her uh angel olsen burn your fire for no witness mm-hmm. uh she's probably come up on the pod before too but mm-hmm. we talked about hers her. that record is a lot more kind of lower fi um more kind of <clears throat> straight ahead rock and sort of uh country rock um but i'm very into it and then uh number five what i put in here that wasn't on my list at the time was uh <clears throat> t swift baby taylor swift's 1989 um, on my list too bro it's a pretty perfect pop album and i thought it was at the time but in retrospect looking back i'm like it's probably one of the more significant pop records of the last 10 years so she's yeah. got to go in there yep okay so um i have more than five records for 2014 because okay. there are some significant records yeah you already mentioned rtj and t swift so um gotta mention my boy weird al he he released his album Mandatory Fun, <laughs> which ended a decades-long contract deal that he had, and with sort of a sort of poking fun at like po- poking at his fun. Oh shit! <laughs> poking fun at the situation that like he had to release this additional record. Right. And so, like the the joke is mandatory fun. This is it, it's this has to happen, and it has to be. But he also won a Grammy for this record. Hey, um, I so I'm, a, I'm obviously a huge Weird Al fan. Um, I 
uh, we'll love him forever. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, yeah. Metamodern Sounds and Country Music. This is still my favorite Sturgill record. Uh, it's it's one of the records that Sturgill broke broke down my uh, country music. Your country music prejudice. He broke through. Yeah, that. yeah. I had I had a country music prejudice, and Sturgill just obliterated that with this record. Yeah. The first time I heard this record, I was like, this guy is talking about drugs and philosophy and God and hell. And, and I'm like, this guy, and, and I'm, these, he's talking about some serious shit. And it, it just sort of blew my mind, especially it had some like, like really weird, trippy elements to it. So I was like, yeah. I was blown away. I was super into it. I want to briefly uh, shout out, uh, his record yes. that came out last year, which I don't think I've talked about on the pod, but I love all Sturgill stuff, but Sound and Fury is just like so in my wheelhouse. It's like he retains... It's noisy this, and weird. Yes, super weird. He retains <laughs> all those country elements, but brings in like some synth rock and some boogie and some psychedelic stuff. And he did this Netflix animated film. Have we talked about this? We No, we uh, haven't. We haven't. It, so yeah, he did like this accompanying sort of dystopian anime movie that uses all the songs um that accompanies the record and it is wild and insane so if you're into weird uh, animated stuff and you're into the sturgill record i highly recommend checking out a uh, sound and fury <laughs> yeah i i i love him i think he's he he blew my blew my mind and really started tearing down my essentially like you said prejudices against against country music um, mm-hmm. and okay, against me, transgender dysphoria blues, uh, big deal. Laura Jane Grace, that record was, yeah, I think the first against me record since she came out as transgender and mm-hmm. uh, great record. Royal Blood, a uh, this is a debut record from a, a British duo, a drum and bass duo and the dude plays bass that sounds like guitar so like if you think about japan droids uh-huh. and instead of bass instead of drums and guitar this is drum and bass a rock band where the bass sounds like a guitar and it just sounds fucking amazing Cool. So I feel that, like I know that the rec- name, but I I don't really know them well, so I should check them out. Yeah, if you if you yeah if you can get down with like a uh like a grit, it's just like a rock record, and it and yeah. it really really worked for me. Um, Masked Intruder, mm-hmm. their second record. Am I so, some of my favorite Masked Intruder songs? One of my favorite Masked Intruder songs of all time, uh, "Most Beautiful Girl," is um one of my favorite Masked Intruder songs. Almost like we're already in love. Also, that they're they're just like the a a the pop punk, beaut- like the sort of shiny pop punk elements mixed with like fifties doo wop. It's great, yeah. especially almost like we're already in love, which is a acapella song and outstanding. Um, so let's get to my let's get to my. So we already mentioned. Uh, RTJ, Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Mm-hmm. Great record. So, uh, Born Sinner and Forest Hills Drive uh, are my favorite 
uh, J. Cole Records. I think, I don't know if he's topped those two records in my opinion. Um, and then Logic, Under Pressure, uh, which is his debut, essentially his debut record. He's had some, he had some mixtapes and stuff, but uh, Under Pressure came out and then he just released recently the conclusion of his rap career. He is, says he's stepping away and ending his rap career because he's going to focus on being a father and being a husband. And so he released No Pressure, sort of kind of yeah. culminating his, his time. And so Under Pressure and No Pressure were both produced by No ID. And those two, these two records, Under Pressure and No Pressure, which just came out, are easily my two favorite Logic records. I think his is some of the records that he released in the past six years have not stood up to... I, I think there's a lot that can be placed on the shoulders of No ID and the, the, the production, but these two records are great, and Under Pressure being um, one that I still very much enjoy to this day. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. That was a long one for five. I like it. Um, okay, number two. Should we yeah. move on to movies? Bro. <laughs> movies, not a big year for movies for me. Yeah. Uh, which, a- which surprises absolutely nobody. Right. Because... <laughs> I'm just not as big of a movie guy as you, bro. Right. I, I, there were a lot of movies actually this year that I like a lot, um, but a lot of them are kind of uh, weirder and smaller, so that makes sense. Uh, but Grand Budapest Hotel um, is one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. I think he, uh, it's probably like his most assured uh, filmmaking in some ways. Big fan. Uh, Whiplash, which I think you would appreciate. Um, I've, I've seen Whiplash. That's oh, a. Okay. Uh, that has, it's Ellen Page, right? Uh, no. You are thinking of Whip It, maybe? Which is like the roller derby one? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Whiplash is um, J.K. Simmons is like the music instructor. Oh, right, um, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's just like a very, I mean, it's incredibly tense and uncomfortable, but like a very um, unflinching look at the life of a professional musician and sort of what it takes to to become it's the one where there it's a drummer right yes yes and he's like he's like it's like again no fuck these you're you're off do it again that sort of that sort of thing yep and it yeah i i I think it really um is a great kind of like discussion movie because i think what you think about whether some of the things that um some of the teacher's methods for pulling greatness out of his students were were warranted or not and kind of explores that idea of um what makes an artist great versus a person great. Um, anyway, yeah, Miles Teller is the drummer and he learned how to play the drums uh, very well and it's a great sort of jazz appreciation movie. Uh, number three, Only Lovers Left Alive. Uh, have you heard of this one? I have absolutely not heard of it. It is a Jim Jarmusch, uh, is one of my favorite directors, uh, vampire movie. <laughs> and his vibe <laughs> is very sort of like kind of slackery, um, kind of low stakes hipster movies. Um, but this happens to be about vampires and in this sort of version of vampires, they're like, where would, um, 
these two cool kind of eternal vampire figures hang out. They'd be hanging out in Detroit and making like garage band music. Um, <laughs> it's such a cool of course. Like, hangout movie kind of vibe. Um, really into it. Uh, number four, Under the Skin, another super weird kind of sci-fi movie. Scarlett Johansson plays an alien who comes to earth to sort of learn our ways and it's uh, very disturbing uh and then uh inherent vice which is uh paul thomas anderson adaptation of the thomas pynchon novel um kind of like detective uh 60s 70s vibe um but i'm i'm a big fan of that one uh yeah the um the only paul I, the last paul thomas anderson movie i think i saw was uh magnolia you got you got a lot of good movies to see (laughs) i mean i've never i've never seen i've never seen there will be blood good one um i've never seen punch drunk love another good one uh yeah i've i bro you're you're just such a cinephile you're 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 a fan of films that's right buddy there's not a lot of movies on this list not a lot of movies you're you're a film guy that's right um the only the, the one of the movies from 26 2016 2014 that I actually really liked and this is this is sort of unique because I'm I I'm not one to uh like a lot of animated movies but uh Big Hero 6 I never was, saw that one. You Oh, oh shit, a movie that I've seen. But see that's oh. a movie. So <laughs> Oh, bro. Bro, <laughs> I've actually kind of always wanted to see it. It just never really, and I feel like uh, Elliot would probably be into it, so I should probably watch it at some point. But. Yeah, you should. It's it is a, it's got it's got them feels, bro. Uh, yeah. It's got it's got uh, Scott Adsit as as one of the voices. It's got T.J. Miller in there. Um, it's good. It's good flip. Anyway. Well. Uh, I'm moving right on to TV since I don't, I don't have any movies here, bro. Go for it. Um, so this was, I think this was the year, uh, that Netflix really sort of stepped up and became a major competitor in original programming and, uh, Put put itself on the put itself on the map, not just like like just rent movies and watch. Like this is like we're like that they this was a year that a significant uh, some significant uh, stuff like dropped. So mm-hmm. we're talking the Crown. We're talking BoJack Horseman, Grace and Frankie, Stranger Things. Master of None uh, and Lovesick, which is uh, was originally a a British show that was called Scrotal Recall, <laughs> I do and and it, they renamed it to Lovesick, and it was it's such a great it's such a great series, and I was super super into it. I'd like it better um, if it was called Skirtle Recall. <laughs> yeah, it, they renamed it Lovesick, which I think is uh, an even... It's honestly a better name because the, 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 
for those who haven't watched Love Sick, it's super, super worth it. It's really charming. It's really sweet. It's really funny. It's about a character who finds out that he has uh, an STI and he needs to contact his former partners and let them know. And so it it's a this the, the main character Dylan is this like super he's a romantic kind of loves l- like love like he's he's just so uh he's such a romantic character and so uh he he's just sort of the starry-eyed character and and uh, he has to contact all of his previous lovers and so a lot of each a lot, most like every episode is him contacting and showing his relationship with uh with a different person and it's really sweet and endearing and i'm really into it uh so check out lovesick but also cool. debuting in 2014 last week's night with john oliver oh, yeah. a which is a sh- like i can you believe it's been six years i was gonna say it seems six yeah. six years that's insane that it's been yeah. six years yeah so yeah very true good show uh my number three is a weird one but i was looking back at uh all the years all the smiles all the tears um (laughs) no i was looking back at shows that i went to that year and i remembered that i went to a screening of the horror movie suspiria which is one of my favorite movies. It's like a seventies Italian uh, giallo movie. And it's got this insane score that this mm-hmm. Italian synthy rock band goblin did. And this show, so goblin in like many sort of legacy bands broke up and there's now like goblin with the one kind of main dude and a bunch of younger people. And then like somebody, somebody's goblin, which is all the other guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is like the OG uh, keyboard dude. And he, so Goblin played a live score of, uh, along with the movie screening um, at the Metro and uh, got a dope poster of the occasion. And uh, yeah, just had a, a really good time uh, jamming to that very weird movie and, and score in person. So <laughs> there you go. Goblin and Suspiria. <laughs> um, so, not to be confused with Troll Two, which no. is <laughs> about kind of deal. with about which is about goblins right. in Nilbog, right. which is not about trolls. No, no. <laughs> just, just want, just wanted to make sure. Um, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they're eating her. <laughs> then they're gonna eat me. <laughs> uh, one of the worst movies of all time. Um, so, okay. So John, tell me, should we, should I move into a, a bummer one or should I, or should I, where, where should we end? I guess is where we, I'm going bummer and then ending it on a happier note. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, 2014, uh, Eric Garner and Michael Brown. Yeah. Um, Sort of the so 2013 was 
sort of the start of the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement with the acquittal of George Zimmerman. And then, um, and then in 2014, uh, Michael Brown uh, was killed by police. And then Eric, and, which resulted in the uh, uh, Ferguson protests. And then Eric Garner uh, was murdered in New York City for selling loose cigarettes, which is absolutely a a totally legitimate uh, reason to be uh, murdered on the street. Um, Obviously not. And the, that was sort of like the start of the, the, I can't breathe aspect of the black lives matter movement because of, uh, the way, uh, because, uh, Eric Garner said, I can't breathe. Um, at least a dozen times and um, and the way he was restrained by the police and, and deprived of uh, oxygen and he was, you know, he was murdered. And uh, I, I just, I really think that the, these sort, this, this year, um, uh, was really for me when I started truly recognizing mm. uh, the ways in which police were um, acting with just just an unchecked methods of. Uh, just un- they're just completely unchecked in the ways that way. I mean, the fact that um, um, George Zimmerman and just how that all all played out, and mm-hmm. cops just con- consistently being, you know, grand juries, you know, they they would do their internal investigations and find that they they'd done nothing wrong. And mm, go figure. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing that uh, the way that happens. Um, but I think these years, especially George Zimmerman and Eric Garner and Michael Brown, really, I I just start, I think just because of the way that smartphones have enabled people to be able to, to finally show, the people of color to finally show what they've been trying to tell people, white right. people, for decades. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, fuck, this is... This is truly horrific. Um, so yeah, that 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 was this year. This these years, 2013, 2014, were. Um, so I I think just put something in me the realization uh, of the violence that people of color experienced on a daily basis. That I I I just I I I think I probably would have acknowledged up until that point, but. Just, mm-hmm. just seeing it in right. a truly visceral way, like an actual murder happening, like before right. my eyes on on film, uh, is just something that that that's this kind of shit that stays with you and just continues to happen 
fucking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's my uh, number four here as well. Um, and yeah, I just, it, it does seem like that was kind of the beginning of um, this moment we're in uh, of momentum that, that started then, but slowly. Um, and unfortunately it's this new culture of things are only happening because everybody has phones and is taking videos. And so we're, people are seeing it firsthand for the first time. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I, it's both like sad that that was six years ago um, and that it kind of took this long for it to reach the level that it has for Black Lives Matter to become now like a majority supported thing among Americans um, in this kind of new moment, but it felt like a, a sort of unprecedented time at the moment too in terms of um, how it was being covered and, and discussed. Um, so that, that, uh, that will lead into my number five. I have a, a little more to say about that, but that's, uh, yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and while the medical examiner ruled Garner's death and homicide, <laughs> amazing. There were no indictments. Mm, yeah. Shocking. Yep. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, maybe the worst Grammys ever. <laughs> Tell so, me more. um, this was the year that Kendrick Lamar was screwed over time and time and time again. So is that to pimp a butterfly year? No, no, no. This is Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, okay. Right, and right. he lost to Macklemore. Oh, God. <laughs> Macklemore's the heist. One yes. best rap album up against Good Kid, Mad City. Nothing Was the Same by Drake. Magna Carta, Holy Grail by Jay-Z. And Yeezus by Kanye. Yeah, that's a war crime. Macklemore. One. So Kendrick Grammys. It's yeah. So Kendrick lost album. Uh, so he so rap album he lost to Macklemore. Uh, he lost album of the year to Daft Punk's Random Access Memories, which uh, I would argue that even though I love Random Access Memories, I would still say Good Kid, Mad City is a better album. Hmm. Um. Kendrick also lost Best New Artist to Macklemore, um, Best Rap Performance to Macklemore, lost Best Rap Song to Macklemore, <laughs> um, and, um, and, uh, and uh, as I said, he lost Best Rap Album to Macklemore. And, but since this disaster, after, after this year, he has since gone on to win 13 Grammys. Yeah. I was gonna um, say because to Pimp a Butterfly definitely won. Yeah, so like he, he least, right? yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He's 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 cleaned up since then, but also since then, uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis have like gone on a permanent hiatus. <laughs> yeah, mainly what so, I think about. <laughs> sorry, I was just gonna say briefly. Mainly what I think about when I think about Macklemore is, you know, in the movie Pop Star, <laughs> the Lonely Island movie. Right. 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 Uh, they're like, I'm not gay, but if I was, I would want equal rights. I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's very clearly yeah. a, a nod. Obviously, that is a great 
Macklemore sort of uh, winky, like you're, um, what, what, what was that one was love? Like, or I can't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and he was like, yo, when I was little, I was like, I'm gay. And my uncle's like, no, you're not. You love girls. And it's like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to fit in there that he himself is not gay but yeah 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 <laughs> um but but uh lonely island also has their their spring break anthem i think we sang which is, along all those words together uh yeah <laughs> one time <laughs> yeah it's so great it's like it's like uh i should pussy marry a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah pointing out that all these things that right. uh, that straight people do, like going down to Florida to like drink and fuck chicks on the beach, but like here are a couple monogamous gay guys who want to like write their vows <laughs> and like like have a tasteful wedding ceremony. They're the real enemy. Right. I'm just like, oh my god, there's just so I love I love how subversive Lonely Island can be and how brilliant Andy Samberg uh, is. Yes. Anyway. So, yes, disaster of a of a Grammys. That sounds like most uh, Grammy years. <laughs> that sounds um, like the I just described the Grammys. Yes, welcome to the disaster known as the Grammys. Um, okay, but this was five. this was particularly egregious. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yes, they did. Uh, they did make it up to Kendrick a little bit there. That was like the year that. Um, Adele won Adele with her like very middling album, not her like big one over Beyonce's Lemonade. And even when she accepted, she was like, this should not be happening. Um, yeah. I mean, Macklemore did say that like he, he understands like the absolutely that Kendrick got robbed, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But he even like that night, he even like, like tweeted out a screenshot of something oh, he texted yeah. to Kendrick right, right, and it was just like yeah, like ah, dude just yeah. like yeah. like just cool like it. just cool a guy I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan but if I was <laughs> I would want equal <laughs> rights um, I want good kid in that city to win Not... <laughs> anyway um, I'm white but if I wasn't <laughs> right yeah I would want Kendrick to win um my number five is my son being born. Uh, oh, shit, bro. <laughs> was not on a good note. Um, yeah, my older son, Elliot, was born in 2014. Um, I can mark that particularly well because the same weekend that Ferguson was, like, experiencing, oh, yeah, uh, reactionary police militarization, our uh, son was born and we were processing it in the hospital. A couple years later... And my younger son, Milo, was born in the same week as Donald Trump's election. <laughs> we were processing Ugh. that in the hospital. So, uh, you know, tough, tough times to be marking uh, these kids' uh, yeah. births by. But, um, yeah, I, the year is, is much more marked for me for uh, all the ways that uh, this, this kid brought joy into my life uh, when, he was, when he was little and still does. So that's, that's mainly what I think about when I think about 2014 that's that's beautiful man um so we'll end this on also positive note this was the year i started taking classes at oakden community college in world religions and philosophy of religion this was soon after i 
came to terms with my uh, sort of my, I, this is when I started my religious deconstruction mm-hmm. and I was like, um, you know, Oakden would send out these uh, booklets to like, Hey, check out the classes we're offering. And I was like, maybe I will. And so I found a world religions class and I'm like, Oh, I'll check this out. And then I looked at who the professor was and there was this like guy who's like talking about, um, you know, social justice and imperialism and feminism. And like, yeah, I'm man. like, I'm like, Oh my God, this guy sounds great. And, uh, his name is, uh, his name is Matt. And, and, uh, I was like, I sent him an email. I'm like, dude, I'm super excited about, uh, your class. I've read your bio and I'm like super psyched. And, and we actually became buddies. And then I ended up taking his philosophy of religion class, uh, the next fall, cause the world religions class was during the summer and, um, we became buddies and we, and he, and so I would start showing up to classes early on Wednesdays just to like chat. And, and he was the one who told me, he's like, you should check out Chicago theological seminary. I think you, mm. you would, uh, um, you'd be a great fit there as an atheist. He to- he's also an atheist mm-hmm. and, and he was encouraging me to go to seminary and, um, he also had a way of teaching that even as an atheist, he would gauge the class and say like, okay, there are a lot of people of faith in this class. Let me push back on the predominantly Christian or um, religious class. And if there are too many people who are secular, he would push back. And so he would just sort of gauge like without, without it being like uh, his own, uh, his own identity or his own thoughts coming through. He would just try and like get people to ask questions better or just like think about a different perspective without just being like this. Is, he wasn't telling people how to think. He mm-hmm. was helping people figure out ways to think differently. And this is why when like, I just think, even at like a community college level, I'm thinking he was probably one of the best teachers I've ever had. Mm, that's really cool. Yep. All right. That's, that's a good the way five. To end. Yeah, yeah, that's the five. Yeah, bro. Ending on good notes. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. I bro, think it might be talking, time. talking about cheeses, bro. I think it might be time to unwrap some cheeses. Oh, over here. Talking about the cop, talking about them craft singles, bro. That's right. 64 slices, baby. <laughs> 64 slices of American cheese, bro. All right. All right. Uh, second when we come cheeses. back. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back. Well, that's the final wave Settled many in their grave Yet here I am, standing like a tree I have a map and I have a spade Alright, we are back Yeah, we are And we're talking about That 2014 Classic Classic <laughs> It is uh, I, I, You know, giant The Giants of <laughs> a songwriting five yes. iron frenzy coming coming back with a collection of songs that will go down in history 
I think this is one of those albums that, you know how like they sent records up into space to like <laughs> just project out into, yes. just project out, just, just in case other life forms could hear. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I, hope I can't. I, I hope I can't stop schlopping. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> can you use that as my example. I was like, if some alien out on Saturn is listening to, I can't stop schlopping right now. <laughs> schlopping's what I'm born to do. Yep. Rocket second coming. Uh, as discussed, this was released digitally in 2014 to Kickstarter backers, which was uh, neither of us, unfortunately. Um, but. It has uh, found its way into the world mainly through the efforts of Danny Leary, as we learned. Uh, right. He's apparently responsible for how much of the public learned about it. He broke its existence to the world through tweeting about it. Five Iron retweeted it. He added it to the Wikipedia. He's very involved in the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> um, I will say it's. Uh, I had a really fun time with this one. I feel like this is this is way better. Way the first, <laughs> way better than the first Jesus. No, I had a good because time the first, the first going, Jesus yeah. was mostly just like uh, bullshit. Yeah, I, <laughs> there's I, like there's like no direction. Right. I enjoyed myself going through Jesus of Nazareth with you, but it is kind of an endurance test um, <laughs> this, because it's a it's a lot of like demos and it's just like (laughs) prank phone calls and uh and wasting time in in the studio versus like we're we're actually there is some there is some structure to this yes it certainly sounds better than the original cheeses um it's mostly uh fun songs there's goofs goof em ups um but i genuinely enjoy a lot of these songs uh whether it's for being actually enjoyable songs with some silly elements or just being so funny that i that i'm genuinely enjoying them so i will say i had a a hard time deciding on my top three (laughs) um i i had texted you (laughs) that to me there is a very clear uh number one for me well, I mean, there is to me, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't decide if it's something that we've discussed already or not. So we'll get there. Um, we will. We will get there. We will get there. I. Uh, so I. Yeah. I mean, some of these songs are based on uh, royalty-free stock music, as we discussed in the first segment. We don't know exactly which ones they are, but I feel like we have a pretty good sense of them. Uh, again, <laughs> due mainly to uh, Danny's uh, diligent efforts. Um, but one thing I want to know, and you put this call out there in the Five Iron group, and I don't think we heard much back, but... We heard nothing! <laughs> nothing back. So I would like to know which of definitely, these songs... We definitely didn't hear anything from Daniel St. Clair. Mm, no, Daniel, if you're out there, hit us up. I mean, what? yeah, mainly what I want to know is like, okay, so some of these songs were custom songs that were made for people who contributed $400 to the Kickstarter. Right. And they could request names in the song or topics or whatever. And so we know some of those uh, based mainly on like names being in them and we can guess. But I wonder if some of them are, if somebody was like, please write a song about robots and that's how robots are fun came to be. Or if Micah was just like, I got this 
dope song about robots I want to do. <laughs> like, I want to know how it kind of breaks down. So if you're out there and you commission one of these songs, uh, please get back to us about, uh, about your experience. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I generally enjoy this collection and, uh, I'm eager to dive in. Do you want to dive in? Do you want to get right? Do you want to get right I'm, into it? I think I'm ready. There's not much else, uh, much, much other context to give. I don't think. I don't think so. Let's uh, let's start with three friends. Uh, we should also we should also note that every single one of these songs ends in an exclamation point. <laughs> the best way to do it. to Johnny, Steve, and Uncle Carl, who's not a person, but a dead cat in the street. <laughs> um, is it, this, this to me has, it reminds me of like a They Might Be Giants song. Yes, it does. Yeah, I wonder if Danny uh, loves this one. I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah, so this, so we need to point out some of the, uh, the ways that Danny um so he said this <laughs> yeah. so somebody said this is an iMovie song yearbook well, long i believe it so originally it was the song i love my guitar song from sound effects incorporated and then iMovie later used it as the song yearbook long <laughs> yeah um, uh i don't I don't know what yearbook long. Mean. What does <laughs> that mean? Like, it's probably like the long version of how to do like a yearbook movie and I'm, I movie. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> something like some they, kind of they preset did. thing. <laughs> there's yeah. There's a, uh, a, so 39, 39 seconds is the long version. <laughs> well, you know, maybe there's like a 15 second loop or I don't know. You got to do a, a quick sound bite for those nice uh, yearbook video. <laughs> I don't know presentations. Um, the, those very common yearbook presentations. Yeah, you know how you how you go to those. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this song feels very like yeah. This clearly came from another place than their studio. Um, I think it's Dennis singing. Uh, sounds like Reese on background vocals, but he sounds. I mean, yeah, I can see the they might be giants thing. He sounds a little like John Sampson from the Weaker Thans and Propaganda to me. <laughs> He's kind of got that, like, three friends. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I do not hear any propaganda at, at, at all. I got this there's, there's, way of saying there's, I'm okay. We are the best three friends. That is, that is, they might be giants if I've ever heard, if I've ever heard. Yeah, 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 for sure. We are the best three friends. <laughs> Yeah, like it's that is they might be giants if I've ever heard. Well, uh, Johnny, Danny Leary, <laughs> hit us up. Hit uh, us up if yeah. you agree with me one hundred percent. 
Johnny and Steve and possibly Uncle Carl let us know if you're real or if this was uh, just them bullshitting. Yep. Uh, so this this is a song about something that neither John nor I consume. Three friends. <laughs> oh boy. We don't consume three friends. <laughs> we do not. So, uh, this is clearly Scott singing. Yes, it is. <laughs> Taking uh, a little, little swipe at us non-mediating folks there. Well, yeah, a swipe at us non-mediating folks until the person <laughs> dies at the end of the song because they have a heart attack. <laughs> My favorite part of this little happy ditty is that it ends with him <laughs> complaining about his left That's arm. left arm. Dying of a heart attack <laughs> mid-record. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I love, uh, yeah, he's got the little nasty soybean paste, uh, taking yeah. shots at us, uh, veggie and vegan types. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoy it, but, but when it gets to dying of a heart attack, it really bumps up to the next <laughs> level to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean it's it just seems like everybody everybody loses in this situation (laughs) it's true people eating people eating bacon are dying of heart attacks and uh the veggie the veggie folks uh are also the butt of the joke pigs had a hard time um I, uh, it's so funny to hear, you know, we've talked a lot about Scott's vocals on this podcast, um, but generally his, his style when he's singing, it's a little more like serious content and it's very (laughs) funny to hear silly stuff in his voice, like left arm. (laughs) It really hits a sweet spot for me. Oh, I love it. I I love, I love Scott so much. I love, I love it. Oh God. Um, and John, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to have so much fun? Oh yeah. So much fun, so much fun, we're going to have so much fun, so much fun, so much fun, we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. You know what? This is what so kind, much fun. What, ki- 
<laughs> what kind of fun are we having? So, so much. much. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's Dennis. Um, nice little guitar solo in there. Nice little synthy <laughs> horns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think this one is, it, it is so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like it's so much fun. It, it's yeah. So much fun. So much fun. The song is so much fun. <laughs> but I don't know. Can't stop schlopping. Let's get there. <laughs> so much oh my god so um i can't stop schlopping the the um this is a song i really i really want more information about because uh, i i don't know if this is a a reese original or if somebody was like i want to pay four hundred dollars <laughs> for you to to talk about schlopping whatever Whatever schlopping means. I don't know. But it seems just... very Reese. I think this is a Reese <laughs> original. So uh, the description that I'm assuming Danny Leary put in, uh, a blue song with nonsense lyrics and the only song in the collection with horns. Interesting observation. Um, uh, I also strange. like yeah. I also like that nonsense lyrics uh, shows up uh four, t- <laughs> four times in the yeah. description it's like yeah yeah they're all it's all non it's all nonsense we all we, we already know that let's assume that it's nonsense unless told otherwise um <laughs> we uh yeah i <laughs> this one was not one that he identified as being stock but it sounds pretty like blues track to me i don't know yeah maybe they did it themselves hard to say but blues um, blues track long right blues track horns long um any any song that ends with let's duct tape some cheese to our necks is is pretty great by my book uh so props to reese yeah (laughs) i i just i just like i i want to get into the mind of reese with i can't stop schlop (laughs) he's just got Duct taping cheese to his neck at the ready. It's just in there. Uh, yeah, he's he he wrote that down. He wrote that down in a in, in a in a book like nineteen nineteen ninety eight. And he's like, I don't know what I don't know what duct taping cheese and schlopping is, but I'm gonna use it somehow. Oh man, I love it. Uh, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Bleeps and bloops? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
good. <laughs> it continues. <laughs> it does. It does continue. I'm definitely sending this to you on your next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> Alpha. Is that what it's saying? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know who pitched their vocals down. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh man! Oh man! What a what a disappointing birthday! <laughs> but do you know what wouldn't be a disappointing birthday? Ooh, these robots are fun. It is great. <laughs> it's probably. I like, I like the. I like the that you you think you know where it's going, and then yeah. it's just like, just just kidding. It's like you know, this is kind of. I kind of like this vibe. It's sort of whistly and folky. It's Micah singing, I believe. It's kind of a nice vibe, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, but then you remember the robots. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens twice. <laughs> yeah. The second time it cuts back in, it's like, oh, but then you forgot. You still have it. It's like an even funnier transition. Oh, man. I This is probably my number four. This fire has gone and burned itself away. You should go now, but it sure would be nice to stay. So sadly, you start packing. But then you remember that. Yes, the robot is still there. Okay, I have a robot. Robots are fun. Yes, the robots are still there. Okay. It's like, I love the sort of deadpan delivery of it, too. It's so great. Oh, man. I, I love you. So, um, yeah, we, we're, uh, we are six songs in, and neither of us have... I'll say on my first listen through, I thought this was going to make the top three. Robots are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's some bangers ahead. There are some bangers ahead. Such as? Uh, such as? What? <laughs> what? <is> yeah. Fresh <laughs> for 80s. <laughs> 
Smells really weird in here. (laughs) So this this sounds like Reese to me with his vocals pitched down. Yes, one hundred percent. I yeah, it's like (laughs) it's very Reese. It's very uh, pants vibes. Clearly a stock song. (laughs) Um, It it has it has like a like a nineties like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. that like (laughs) kind of g-funk vibe yeah 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 yeah. um but i love like yeah i'm kind of on board with it like oh this is silly they're doing a g-funk thing <laughs> at the ending a hard turn into <laughs> i think my apartment is made out of ham smells weird <laughs> that's again much like the uh <laughs> duct taping cheese to your neck <laughs> having an apartment made out of ham feels very <laughs> race in its worldview yeah um, yeah fresh for 87 yeah so good. um so I, I also want to call out so happy birthday mm-hmm. um uh was an andy verdecchio original oh, okay okay <laughs> you got some as there as is this song oh, of course el pollo el pollo <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Like there was no black, doubt in my mind that that was an Andy original. Black metal like song about chicken. I kind of thought this would make your top 3. It is not in my it is not in my top 3. It's uh it's mine for treason and Jace. It it is mine for treason and Jace. We're almost we're almost halfway through, man. This yeah. is I'm very curious. We've got to have some crossover. Yeah, I'm sure. At this will. point, at this point, we've got to like. I would be surprised if we don't have at least no. one or two. We will. I my only complaint about El Pollo is like by the time he kicks into that last section, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, I want more of this. This is too short. Like, yeah, double timing on the on the bass bass pedal. I'm like, I, I need it all. I want more. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted more. Shine. I wanted some more lyrics. I wanted some more breakdowns. Uh, it, uh, it rules pretty hard, though. Anytime Andy gets to to show off what he can do, it's I'm, mm. I'm, I'm into it. Here's a song we've heard before. <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, that's the final wave. Settled many in their grave. Yet here I am, standing like a tree. I've a map and I've a spade, and there's a treasure in a cave somewhere on the coast, just west of Tripoli. Sweet. 
So, um, I, I prefer that this, this is, it's pretty much like the exact same song off of, uh, between pavement and stars. Uh, as a result, except as between pavement number one, it is not (laughs) fascinating. It's mine. Interesting. (laughs) Sorry. Interesting. What were you saying? No, I, 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 yeah, in the same way that Blizzards and Bygones right. on uh, Between Pavement and Stars yeah. is my preferred version. Yes. Uh, the same way that Two Story on Between Pavement and Stars is my preferred version. Uh, I just, it's, there's something about this Cheese's record that the songs on here that I'm going to listen to or the yeah. songs that, like that that serve a particular purpose, it's yeah. it's not going to be to Astoria because if there's there's a version of that that I'm going to listen to and it's not on this record. I totally get that. I think it's very fair. I kind of wrestled with whether to make it number one, and depending on what happens with the rest of this, I might call an audible and, and change it up. But because I didn't really want to make this my number one, like I'm more excited at this point about other stuff. Um, but I feel like kind of by the law of no. necessity. No, we make we make the laws, bro. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, okay, so Blizzards and Bygones was number two for both <clears throat> of us for the LP. And then it was number four for us on the EP. And I realized that like that was number one for us for a few reasons. One of them is because we might even prefer that version, which is not the case here. But I'm like, if that if Two Astoria was number two for both of us, shouldn't it now be my number one? Um, I don't know. The recorded, the re-recorded version on the EP is wait, definitely wait, better. Wait, did you did you say? Wait, did, what did you say? Uh, Blizzards and bygones. Blizzards and bygones was my. I thought that was my number one for between pavement and stars. I thought we both had it as our number two. It's all a blur. Who knows what anything I don't. Is. I don't know any. I don't remember anything. You think I remember anything that I say ever? We, all right, let's go to let's I'll go to right let's. Now. Let's no, go. It was, to... it was number two for both of us. Zen is your number one. <laughs> Do you believe me? Uh, blizzards and bygones, all frost, no thaw. Between pavement and stars was my was both of our number ones. I'm saying it, the LP version was number two for both of us. Right. So, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, for this, uh-huh. I have I have a preferred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Preferred version, right? Um, of yes, of that song. Yeah, and so for me, like, I'm not going. If I'm gonna listen to a, like I said, if I'm gonna listen to a Blizzards and Bygones, I'm gonna listen to Between Pavement and Stars. And if I'm gonna listen to an to Astoria, it's gonna be Between Pavement and Stars. So yes, uh, I don't disagree with any of that. I don't think anybody. This has all been very confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As you said, the re-recorded version is definitely better. If I'm reaching for a two Astoria, it's that one. If I'm going to put this album on, I'm kind of sick of two Astoria at this point, (laughs) which is kind of why I maybe should have done something else. But okay. Purely objectively, if you're looking at this collection as a collection of songs, even though I prefer the re-recorded version, this song (laughs) is the best song on this album. I don't care. Uh, False. Ooh, I'm so fascinated. Okay, so anyway, this is my number one. I uh-huh. reserve the right to change that as we move along. All right, all right. Um, 
as discussed in our intro, we uh, we have our we have our boy. <laughs> Saturday morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> I've got my coffee. I get dark and black. I like my frostbitten hands. I like to warm myself by lighting things on fire. And I have found inside the tree. This so I don't know for me this is this is like striking me as like almost like a uh, Michael McDonald yes. kind of <laughs> style I don't I don't know how to classify this what would you what would you what what was what was striking you like um, this is like I don't know like a Michael McDonald yeah. Bill Withers kind of like no, let's I think that's correct yeah okay I mean uh, Danny Leary calls it a jazz piano number um, but yeah that very kind of like Saturday morning <laughs> just kind of a I don't know I'm picturing this guy singing at like a buffet bar <laughs> or something during like <laughs> on a like cruise like, mo- like Mother's Day yeah, exactly. except <laughs> except it's Saturday morning not Sunday morning right. yeah exactly I just love okay first of all clearly a stock track and that it plays three times on a loop <laughs> like each time you think it's going to close he just keeps going um which is really great it made me chumbawamba into dikembe <laughs> mutombo he, he puts on a chumbawamba record and he and dikembe mutombo dance in their underwear um <laughs> uh, yeah dikembe mutombo and my cat and me are wonderful closing <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is also just so reese uh it made me <laughs> laugh out loud multiple times as i was listening yeah. to it for the first time uh man it's a, it's yeah a, it's yeah a the, the, the yeah the the dikembe mutombo i think is the <laughs> is is the most uh. it out of left field <laughs> it's trombo <Wumba. laughs> just from that point forward i'm i'm in yeah i i am in uh, <clears throat> oh god all right uh i will destroy <laughs> can't wait Another whistly track. Cherry tomatoes was just warming up, and jumping on trampolines it can be rough. But I was a train when I was a boy. This ultimate frisbee, I will destroy. Jumping on trampolines when I was a boy was just training for games, which I will destroy. Jumping on trampolines when I was a boy was just training for games, which I will destroy. I crush the opposition. I keep a straight face doing it. I calculate my strategy. Defenders, I'll illuminate. Lessons will 
Is that a? Uh, is that is Micah. that Micah? I couldn't tell if it was Micah or or Dennis, but I think it's Micah with Dennis doing the the harmonies in the beginning. <laughs> but by the time it just gets to Micah, it's so great. I love that he he destroys at trampoline as a kid, and now he destroys at ultimate frisbee and video games and board games. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that move uh, starting out jazzy and moving straight into metal is is really. Great one. I I love all I love all the left turns here. Yes, totally. Yeah, you just like <laughs> you're just like we'll just have a little whist, whistling action. It's like I will destroy jumping on triplets. Oh, that's so good. Shout out to Micah. Shout out to Micah. Shout out. Shout out to uh. <laughs> Maurice Rap. This is this is unequivocally my number one, without without <laughs> that's, question, that's without question, without debate. Uh, the island, um, dropping, dropping, uh, <laughs> talking about how his beta cells hurt. My beta cells. <laughs> the islands of longer Hans, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> It's it has to it's it it has to do with the, the with p- the pancreas, okay. um, which is which I know because uh, Weird Al has a song about the pancreas that he talks about the islands of Langerhans. Oh man! And but also let, let's talk about the let's 
this is not something I thought I would ever say on a podcast, but John, let's talk about the chode for a second. Um, <laughs> my chode. My chode burns. Um, what has been your understanding about the definition of a chode? I believe it is a slammer that is as thick as it is, uh, as, as wide as it is long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so it is essentially a penis that is essentially, it's essentially a tuna can. It is, <laughs> it is, it's wider than it is long. So right, it's just right. a, um, but, um, <laughs> we've cleared that up for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also heard, uh, the chode in reference <laughs> to, uh, the taint, like inner interchanged oh, with, with the taint. So I, I I think we need to um, get get to talk to Reese and understand from him what he what he his intention was in the referring sounds... to the chode. Oh, I've I've never heard the the taint uh, possibility, no, but this you've this never sounds... really no no. Um, <clears throat> this sounds right, very much like. Let's... <laughs> let's look let's look it up i'm looking up oh, chode google image it um nope <laughs> the uh this feels very much like reese as a as a nurse as somebody who um had studied this in school and getting in the studio to freestyle <clears throat> and of course you freestyling about insulin and <laughs> triglycerides and <laughs> yeah, specific I, scientific uh, language per uh, danny's note about it on wikipedia <laughs> yeah um what'd you come up with for your chode results <laughs> uh just i just went to choderesults.com uh um, website slash magnified yep uh if you go to just go to magnifiedpod.com slash chode results uh <laughs> you'll get that see. week's uh, chode report <laughs> um i will say the uh the chorus that starts in is a legit good hook like it sounds cool. It's a lane. It's a lane, and they're like, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm into it. It's the longest song on the album, and <laughs> <laughs> the most references to islands and longer haunts and the chode. Yes, indeed. All right, well, you're number one. I, I'm. I, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Trombone in the face. Trombone in the face. All right, Rolls. this is this is my number three. My number two. Yeah. I, uh, uh, this is this is a if I understood correctly from Andy, this is an Andy song. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I wasn't sure if it was Dennis or him. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, from I asked him specifically. I said, uh, 
Uh, I don't know if he was responding to my question about this being his song or if he was responding to something else I was asking, but um, it was my understanding that Trombone in the Face was his. I can see this being him. Um, I got to say. I love the, like, the bluesy riff yes, into the, yes, in the sort of like the hardcore it Trombone rules. in the Face. Yeah. We've talked about punkabilly on the pod before. We've talked about how cowpunk is a, is a, genre i'm very into if you're mixing up uh, psychobilly psychobilly if you're mixing up rockabilly and punk rock i'm always going to be on board and i gotta say i would welcome some five iron rockabilly like if they wanted to do more if they did a side project (laughs) that was just rockabilly focused i'd be fine with that but yeah it's kind of got that like hellbilly uh gothabilly vibe that comes when it goes into the hardcore punk sound i love a turn from rockabilly into hardcore punk it contains multitudes and i'm on board for all of it very cool very very into it uh and now (laughs) moist yes Ashley, librarian extraordinaire, green flowers dangle in your hair, or is it pizza and James, sitting on your derriere, scooter flying through the air, what rhymes with pizza? The song rules. It's my number two. It is my number three. Oh, shit. Um, so we, we uh, crossed we over two out of three. Two out of three. And I kind of could go either way with trombone or moist. I think trombone is a little more my vibe generally kind of style that I'm into. But because uh, because moist, moist doesn't have enough uh, bridges in it. <laughs> you know, moist needed a little more gothability, I think, to, to pump it up. <laughs> but again, another song that starts out, you know, the very Scott kind of nice hooky power pop punk rock uh, it and sounds then, great his sounds voice sounds great. great yeah it does sounds great and then takes a hard turn into just like hardcore i love it so much yeah um, it's kind of a legit jam like i know it's silly, it is a it is a is very silly but it is uh in the same way that bacon sounds <laughs> yeah very much like scott it's yeah. Still silly, but it's legit. It's it's yeah. a legit jam, and it's love, and it's a it's a banger. I love that Scott's like, oh, cool, silly songs. Okay, got it. I'll just pump out something that sounds like it could be on the radio right now, real quick, <laughs> and have it be about like nonsense. Um, yeah, yeah. It just it rules. I I'm not ha- sure have it be if... about something being moist and, and about <laughs> pizza and no. And no assume that somebody that this was a. Uh, kickstarter reward song because he says ethan and he ashley and he names these names but also i yeah. wonder if like moist was a specific request or not like i could see somebody being like make the song about moist or i don't like the word moist so don't use that or something like that um, i i i i have a uh my assumption is that uh ethan or james or whoever it was was like uh 
I'm going to pay $400 to have somebody in Five Iron write a song using the word moist because Ashley (laughs) hates hates the word moist. I think that's probably right. And he does say, Ethan, you must be the greatest chap for paying money for this crap. So probably <laughs> Ethan trying to get under Ashley, the librarian's skin a little bit there. Yeah. Um, yeah. This song is great. If they decided yeah. to play Moist at a show, wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Let me just do one thing. Sort of an earnest song. Yeah. When the walls come down on you, my friend, the sky may fall, but the world won't. You've got each other to carry this song. When one is weak, may the other be strong. And the cord of three strands is now quickly broken. And evil shall fail where love is broken. Don't you know that everybody Is it just me, or is this like a Brave Saint Saturn B-side? It's not just you. In fact, Danny Leary says in his Wikipedia note, Brave Saint Saturn style song with sincere lyrics, acoustic instrumentation, and electronic breakdowns. It feels oh really very, is yeah, that what yeah. it is that what it says? Yeah, um, and you know he's just saying in the style of that. Oh but shit! It is, yeah, <laughs> I didn't call. even I didn't even read that. Oh my no, god! I, yeah, I, I feel like I would have had the same thought had I not read that. It feels very BS two. And in fact, this is the one that I'm kind of like most curious about how it got on the album. It's certainly the most sort of like straightforward pop rock song on the record and feels definitely like it could just be an unrecorded song that never made it to something, whether it was Brave Saint Saturn or just something Reese had, but it certainly feels like it would it would be at home on a on a BS2 record. Um, yeah. I yeah, like it. I mean I I read I read a lot of this. I don't know how I didn't pay attention to that mm. on on this Wikipedia, but yeah. look at look at that shit. Even the kind of melodies of it, the like da, 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 that feels very yeah. like a BS two thing. So I don't the, know. The yeah, this three str- this three strands, right, right. you know, or whatever. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I don't love it, which is kind of how I feel about a lot of Paris and Saturn. Uh, fucking rude. Chanalana Wanamaran. There you go. I tried. I think it's right. So go. Cha. Cha. Nala. Nala. Underwear, China, and I, 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 so there. Hey, what brought you to my bed? 
I really want to know. Is it Scott singing? I don't know. Is but he's doing such silly voices. We've never heard Scott like this. I don't know if it's. I don't. It says uh, Danny Leary wrote various singing voices. So I don't know. Yeah, it feels. I don't know if it's one. I don't know if it's one person with. Well, yeah, certainly Reese comes in at some point. Maybe multiple people, but it definitely sounds like Scott's style vocals. <laughs> is that a uh, is that Micah getting it on turntablism? <laughs> Tearing it up on those uh, beatboxy mouse turntable sounds, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun one. <laughs> um, now the uh, the second longest song on the record. Maurice rap, Melanie Chenkin. Oh man. It's Lynn! It's Lynn! Here's how it goes, he won't invite me. Billy Chekos play for kids. Wave your hands in the air like you're not concerned. Dropping all big, but he don't get burned. He's standing tall, he feels no pain. His face don't lose and no rotating. The precious beard, the dopest stash. He got his degree in making cash. He's I don't know if this is um I don't know if this is too high praise for this song but is this is it just me does this sound like this could almost be like uh a Hamilton style song yeah for sure no I think that's right I yeah Danny said that this was one that he thought was stock but I don't I don't believe that's true because the one that he cited that he thought it was does not sound like this. So maybe I'm just confused, but it's possible that this is something that they just added stuff to, but it sounds like they, they made it for this. I don't know. So I like it. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Uh, gangster rap song. The chorus, I agree. Like the guitar line and the keys is pretty great. Um, Let's. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't Sorry. know who Melanie Chenkin is. Um, <laughs> whether that is a person that got a Kickstarter award or there is a person named Melanie Chenkin that I'm not aware of or whether it's a made up individual, but it's not if like it's like silly. It kind of is. If it's supposed know. to be like Melanie yeah, or something, be. I don't know. He makes reference to like Czech people and um, soldiers and wars <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's lost on me, but I don't I don't know. maybe that's why, maybe that's why I thought it would be a, uh, it's a Hamilton. Like I want you yeah. to lead our right our soldiers yeah, 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 in the battle yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we got Melanie Chenkin, Jefferson, and Hamilton. Something. Like <laughs> How does a Melanie? <laughs> How does a Melanie Chenkin get a presidential <laughs> order? I don't know. 
to lead our soldiers into battle <laughs> on cattle yeah. riding <laughs> on the saddle <laughs> five iron should do a, a hamilton riff on their next collection of, of silly songs that hey, sounds they got like this, that. they got this new record coming and they do a similar kickstarter reward ask we're gonna flood that <laughs> thing with uh <laughs> Magpod Nation requests for songs. <laughs> Anything yep. that we want them to do, we're gonna make them do. <laughs> exactly. If there if there is a if there's a Kickstarter reward for Cheeses Three, John, you and I are going in halvesies <laughs> on the stupidest song imaginable. Taking all that Patreon money and taking all that Patreon money and getting these monkeys dance for us. Yeah, we're gonna get a pay if if they do if they do a Cheeses Three. We are going to get a Patreon song with every single Patreon person <laughs> named in it. That's a, that is a Magpod promise. <laughs> that is a Magpod promise. Uh, but as far as this Kickstarter reward goes, uh, the best song that Daniel St. Clair Sing has ever heard. A flipping sweet story. One day in Albuquerque, we were going camping. We saw a man in a tree yelling booyah at me. Karen whispered, relax. It's just the guy with an axe wearing hoodies and slacks. Chopping Leonor's axe. Oh no, how could this be? He slipped the cup And eventually, it got infected and green. So we made salsa verde. And surprisingly, it was pretty tasty. Sorry now, but all shucks. We know this song really sucks. <laughs> and you paid 400 bucks. It took us over a year for you to finally hear. So if you're really depressed, we'll give you Reese's address. And he can clear up this mess. La 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 la. La 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 Oh man, pretty great. If I was oh, Daniel St. Clair, I'd be happy. Yep. <clears throat> oh man, making salsa verde out of somebody's gangrenous <laughs> leg sore <laughs> is really gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, someone in a tree yelling booyah, booyah at, them. at me. <laughs> is that, who is that? Is that Dennis? I, I don't really tell. I, I can't totally. I can't. It's it's either. I don't know. It's hard to tell. That's that's part of this. The mystery, mystery of the yeah. of this record that I just I want more insight as to who did yeah. what. I suppose we could have used our many interviews with the band to talk about the second coming of cheeses, but uh, we blew it. Yeah. Um, well, that's that album. That is that that is that record. If you have thoughts about the second coming of cheeses and our takes, if you've got special insight, let us know at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't yet already and give us a rating or review. We'll read your review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. 
support us at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash magnified pod. Pick up some MagPod merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. And thanks to shadow producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for our artwork. Well, time is winding down, but only for this episode. We want you to be found enjoying the next step. <laughs> What to say. It's my beta cells. <laughs> Straight out of Concord. Here's a new ninja. I got a backpack packed with some ridges. Check the windows. Go to my the hinges. Check before you wreck your meninges. Get the core. I'm on. My chode burns. burns. I don't think I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Reese has had that interaction uh, in his facility at some point. Yeah, I mean, before before he was working at the the I guess the retirement home or the you know the assisted living community, he was he was working in a the chode like, sort of <laughs> the, the, the chode ward chode, chode ward hashtag chode, chode ward. ward hashtag chode ward. It's like. This is, it's like, oh my God, Doc, this is the worst chode I've ever seen. (laughs) This guy has the worst chode burn. I've never seen a chode like this in my 60 years of medical practice. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know why my, my doctor, my doctor is smoking. Uh, He's an old I don't, I guess this is like, this is like, this is like, this is like the 60s. It's like, oh my God. It's like, this is like. Oh man, I've seen some. I've seen some chodes in my day, but this chode. But this is the. This is a chode that broke all chodes. Oh man! On that note. On that note. On that chode note.